Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG Podcast. I'm your very sleepy host, Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikita Onimaru. Who's here with me? I am the Haughty Magistrate, the glorious Haughty Magistrate, Tsar Aegis. Uh, and I am Wacked Mackie, also known as Mackie no Oni. Uh, the guest for today... Here to represent everything that you ever wanted to know about our Lord and Savior, Fulang. Uh, I brought you to talk about crabs. What are you talking about Fulang for? Have I, yeah. have I been lured in here under false pretenses? We are no, not talking about it's... Fulang. Are you, are you, uh, are you if sure? If you talk about crab, I imagine the subjects that come up eventually. <laughs> I mean, eventually, Fine. you know, Kuniyori's going to make a deal to crucify Sukune. To as a tribute to the Dark Lord. Is Eventually, that's going to happen. I thought it was Sukun. I don't know. No, it's Sukune. Just call him the Bannerman. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible standard of Fulang. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a a freaking Ramsey Bolton over here. Are we sure this is L5R, not Game of Thrones? Uh, yes. No. We came up. The L5R came up with that storyline first. I mean, that's what we tell ourselves, but. <laughs> But Trevor uh, has yet to see any proof. <laughs> There's a lot of superficial similarities. <laughs> I mean, L5R was first, technically, and we don't know what George R.R. R. Martin did or did not play. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it's like L5R came out one time, but R.R. Uh, Martin had started his manuscript for his book series up like a year prior but he never came out until a year afterwards so i don't know they copied each other it's possible that you know george rr martin also you know consulted for the story team for early l5r oh so john zenzer just called uh pre-famous george rr martin and got some sick leaks (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's That's pretty much what happened Listen, we haven't even started yet. We're getting wildly off topic. The only thing that we should keep in mind Seriously. is L5R, LCG still exists, and the uh, Game of Thrones LCG does not exist. Take that, Ramsey Bolton. And you know the biggest difference? Only one of us has Fulang. I like it. I like it. You just brought him right back. Just <laughs> right back in here. Yep. And Fulang's back. Gosh darn Fulang. You push him out the door, he just comes right back in the back door. Yep. I know, right? <laughs> it's like the freaking taint. All the shenanigans aside, so we did, last week we did the back to basics, a little primer to, you know, go over the fundamentals of the game for people who are new to the game. And then we kept getting to the situation of, hey, if you want to talk to about all the permutations of different strategist aspects, you'd have to go deep into every clan and, like, go through all aspects. And then we're like, hey. Why we don't, don't we go? going on. <laughs> yeah, because we have <laughs> literally no news today. A story Literally. fiction got read. No, unless, crazy un- got, crazy uh, unless, unless, unless you consider, unless you count the news that um, FFG is starting to go through all of Tabletop Simulator and taking down all their games. Tabletop I mean, Simulator. actually, you know, there is some news, so let's just put that in a docket. Okay, docket so you just you just said the story. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Flight, um, their legal department is sending cease and desists and takedown notices to their games over on Tabletop Simulator and some other places. 
uh, certain other online browser-based platforms that may or not be used that we will not acknowledge <laughs> directly here has not been affected as of yet, but, you know. I don't think it will, because if they... Remember, okay, remember, uh, the framework for that one program, that realm where, you know, Fulang lives... Speaking of Fulang, um, oh. you know, that realm well, where Fulang just, lives... I know, he really does. Um, you know, that realm. Uh, it's uh, it's it's also, I guess, shared by um, by uh, by organ by things like uh, Genteki and uh, other things like um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Joust, no idea. the um, the the Thrones version, as well as the Crucible, which is the Keyforge version. So you take down the realm of Fulang, you gotta take all the other ones down too. Jinteki.net is no longer an FFG property since they don't have Netrunner, but but there's also the um, the 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 Thrones one. I can't remember what that Thrones one Thrones one's called, but in the, in the Crucible, which is it's like the Jousting Arena or something. I know they're the version of the Lotus Pavilion. It's a Jousting Pavilion. Yeah, but I don't know what the their online play version is called. No. Eh, who cares? That right. game. That the, game. The, the moral of the story is, we all knew from the beginning that these were, these programs that we may or may not be using fairly regularly, uh, were always of, like, questionable legality at best. That's being pretty generous, and this is always an eventuality. Huh? Uh, it sucks, but uh, n not surprising. It's also why whenever we're here in this uh, circumstance we're in right now, and I see people online on Facebook or whatever, like, hey, we've got these questionable online platforms. Can Fantasy Flight uh, go and make an official tournament on these platforms? And just sitting here like, shut up. We cannot, Fantasy Flight cannot formally acknowledge they exist, because the same breath the that they do... The moment they acknowledge they exist is the moment all of them have to shut down. And for people who know, like, basic copyright stuff, it's not, it's not being malicious, it's if they do not take action to protect their licenses, that means they can never pursue anything. So if they choose to let uh, certain programs go now... And then if someone else comes later yeah. on and tries to make a full-blown copyright version, then they're legally handcuffed and can't do anything to stop them. You basically lose your copyright status yeah. if you don't enforce it. All the new people have to do is go like, well, they were around and you've acknowledged them and you never did anything to us, so you're just treating us special. Um, so if they don't do it, they are forfeiting their rights to pursue for further cases. Yep. So it's kind of like a, um, I, 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 it's like I, I kind of get where people are coming from, but then at the same time, people need to shut up. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop pinging FFG people on Facebook. It's like, yeah. guys, it's like, guys, 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 be cool, just be cool, yeah. <laughs> just really, be cool about this. Just this one thing, just let it go. <laughs> just. Please, Y'all need to learn how to keep things on the DL. <laughs> Speaking of being shady, I don't know why that's my transitioner. Uh, I'm transitioning to nothing. Uh, other than that, no news has really happened. No updates with events. 
Uh, nothing really going on, so we'll just move right to our main topic. Crabos. Uh, Max, how, how do me. how do crab? Uh, well, step one, you hit caps lock. Oh, step God, two, no. you type C R. Oh, then no. hold the A button for what feels like long enough. It's oh, really no. up to you what's long enough. And then finally, you hit B, and then you hit the enter button. I mean, uh, no. I wish you were joking, but it happens so often. I'm going to go into crab chat right now. Let's see. It's all crab, isn't it? Uh, yep, there we go. <laughs> I don't know. Someone posted something that people are happy about, and the, the, the next immediate two responses are crab. Yeah, the elongated crab. The elongated yep. a- Ah. There was... There was only like three A's, so it wasn't that exciting. But uh, there's a reason that rule number two is A B C: always be crab. It's an important oh. part of being a crab. And, and rule number two is cranes aren't allowed in the chat room. <laughs> Carne go home. Carne go home. Really? Yep. That's, That's rule number zero. Actually, is Carne go home. Well, I'm in the <laughs> chat room right now. Look at all their info. He can't stop me. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, start with but, basics. Uh, yeah, I was gonna much... say seriously though, crabbing. You know, going crab aside, how do you crab? <laughs> what are the major crab deck types at the moment? What are we doing? The biggest crab decks around at the moment are more of a swarm style, uh, even slightly berserker themed deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is quite fascinating. Crab has gone through quite a few changes lately, actually. Where even just six months ago, Crab was an entirely tower-focused deck. Oh, yeah. You bought a big dude, you put lots of pants on your dude, and then that dude marched places and hopefully won you the game. Uh, oh, yeah. After uh, the f- I'm well aware. <laughs> Yeah, I remember but that. This is this is about new people, isn't that what I was brought on for? Yes. Yeah. So the new people should know now. that I've been I've been have a a, a a crusade against tower decks for a while. <laughs> they should be informed of this. But anyway, yeah. We then transitioned into a swarm crab with those who serve, because crab has a ton of really cheap characters. That with those who serve, you can just get out for very very cheap. We then saw those who served hit with the uh, nerf bat so that it could no longer make our dear one-cost characters cost zero, which reduced the power of the swarm archetype down. And the deck has had to change a little bit and get adjust a little bit more from just dumping massive amounts of bodies on the board to now we're a little bit more in between where we're running big characters alongside the small, like, swarmy characters, which has slowed the deck down from what it was, which many people would consider overall a good thing for the game, because the deck was incredibly fast, and if you weren't set up to deal with it, it just ran you over almost instantly. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, if you look at the deck that Mosey took I believe he uh, won the most recent uh, Jigoku Cup, Discord Cup with it. 
sorry, censor that out. We're not allowed to speak about that. <laughs> that program um, we're not talking about. <laughs> he he won some tournament that was still running during this uh, trying time uh, with it. The play it cut. runs. Yeah. <laughs> It runs just a few, like, one-costers and a number of two-costers, but it starts getting to kind of a berserker-focused high-end used to really establish a board presence, defend yourself with things like Butcher the Fallen and Hideyakamo to stop people from being able to attack you back while representing a large amount of stats, as well as there are... uh, Traditionally, Crab has stand-up tactics, and you find that in this as well, with Fight On, Common Cause, and Elegant Tessin to be able to get characters into multiple conflicts and really try to generate a lot of value off of your characters. Mm -hmm. Unlike other tower decks that have been going around for a little bit now, Crab is necessarily building one character super, super large, but if you get a moderately sized character into a lot of conflicts they generate typically the same amount if not more value as that one hyper large character so when you're imagine any kind of if who brings a built a crab deck these days is going to be basically that one or some variation thereof on your first turn when you're setting up the deck you're just flopping. You're, you're you're the first or second player. Uh, you're mulliganing in your your dynasty in your hand. What are we looking for, and what are we buying, and how much fate are we putting on these yeah. bodies? So it can be kind of matchup dependent on what you're really looking for to start you off. If you're against something that's trying to be aggressive alongside with you, then you may want to. Uh, search for a more defensive start. Search for some more small characters. Because you don't want the opponent to be breaking lots of stuff, because Butcher of the Fallen is going to be a really key character for you to stop them from defending with their characters. And if they're allowed to aggressively swing at you early, then he falls off. Now, uh, Butcher of the Fallen, is he just like a stat stick, or does he do something else? He has, uh, he's not just a stat stick, he has a very relevant text box. First he has Rally, which, as we all know, is the most fairly balanced mechanic they've ever printed. Uh, I mean, everyone's got it, so it's okay. It it, it (laughs) kinda is. Rally is just, like, across the board good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Rally is, uh, I honestly think Rally is a little bit absurd, but you know. Is what it is. Uh, and then while he's attacking, characters with printed military skill X or less cannot be declared as defenders, where X is the number of unbroken provinces you mm-hmm. control. So what he then does is if you're able to defend your provinces early, like let's say you're against a lion and he buys out some small swarmy guys and he swings at you. If you can prevent him from blowing up any of your provinces through defense, then... You get Butcher of the Fallen online, all of a sudden, for the most part, he just can't block. Mm-hmm. And that can t- generate huge swings of tempo. Let's say that you're able to, you know, swing with Butcher of the Fallen and get a break with him because he's six attack and the opponent can't defend against him because, you know, he's massive and their guys are small. 
Uh, if they swing back at you, you can then threaten them with things like Shrewd Yasuki and Gallant Quartermaster and just these, you know, generally smaller bodies, but with like a Kaiyu or Kuni Laboratory, they threaten another break, and your opponent is then behind on tempo. They're losing the break war with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he does have a relevant text box. If he shows up late, then he's just kind of a stat stick. But if you get him early enough, he allows you to aggressively attack without your opponent able to answer it much and force them to attack more than maybe they'd like. Now, I know I'm here talking with, you know, Crane traditionally has people pick up, you know, six swords and juggle them (laughs) while being honored and massive. So Crane players might not feel the repercussions of Butcher of the Fallen as much because... Six military, I mean, that's a really good number, but when, again, their their giant tower walks in with, like, ten or eleven military, well, Butcher the Fallen's not stopping that, and their people with low military typically aren't showing up to defend anyway, because they're usually political bodies. Well, I'm confused. I haven't played against this card too much. It says characters with printed military, so even if I put some swords on my people, doesn't it still not mm. matter? Are you still yep. going to get affected? Yeah. No, you're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's printed military, so on uh, somebody else that um, you, you kind of need a big guy early on to be yeah, able to I, yeah. I need, you need Shikita Toshimoko, who is restricted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you can get somebody like uh, Uji, who's he's six. Butcher the Fallen doesn't do anything to him. I recommend Man. buying Uji turn one as a crane against crab, by the way. It's a smart plan. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you should, totally <laughs> should do that. So I brought you. No, I brought you. Crane doesn't have. Crab doesn't have a card that could stop. <laughs> that could possibly stop that. No. <laughs> okay, T- telling all the new players hateful, hateful lies. I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> Just so everybody knows what we're talking about, uh, Crab's way of card is way of the crab. Uh, one cost sacrifice a friendly crab character. Choose an opponent, they sacrifice a character. If you're ever against Crab and you find yourself with only one large character on the board, there's a very large chance it will immediately blow up. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, uh, and it, it happened on stream at a major tournament in 2017. Uh, the yeah, first the ever first world majors, championship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So... Be very aware of that card, and uh, do, don't do ever go... Clan Champ round one versus Craps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, I was like, I was watching that, and it was just like, I, it's like a train wreck. You want it to stop, but you just couldn't get it to rest, stop. <laughs> rest in peace, Sukune. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the other Sukune. <laughs> yes, the Phoenix one. The, the game was very new back then. The meta of, like, don't buy big bodies versus crap hadn't quite sunken in just yet. Uh, nowadays, it's so good at a deck type. So, yeah, Crane has, you know, we have some small bodies. But most of our guys are pretty mid-tier, mid-to-big. So I'll flip my hand sometimes, and if all I see are three costers and above staring back at me, I'm looking like I, I've i just lost because crabs <laughs> always have four way of the crabs in their hands at all times. It's a given. I mean, it, uh, it kind of is. It's that card you, uh, that you and the other people in our playgroup say is always in my opening flop. I can't remember what it is. There's some card I, I, I quote-unquote always I, have. I would, I would no, guess Voice of Honor and Way of Crane. 
No, I think it's like Doji Whisper or something like that. Something small that just uh, uh, annoys the balls off of them. <laughs> Probably Brash Samurai. I feel Brash like you Sa- always have Brash Samurai. <laughs> I don't even know if my dick has Brash Samurai right <laughs> Well, maybe not online, but you haven't updated your in-person deck, you know. So there he is, just chilling. No, it's really hard to update my in-person deck when all my cards have been stolen. <laughs> Uh, that does make it tough. So you're right. Saying, it's probably not. Have you, have you not replaced right them yet? I mean, ser- dude, I told you yeah. I have three cores ready to go. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting until I figure out what's what's going on. You know, try not to make any big financial decisions or anything like that. Uh, well, we'll figure it all out. I'm sure it'll all get sorted. I have three cores and the butt end of Imperial. Don't ask me why they'll need the butt end of Imperial, but I do have the butt end of Imperial. <laughs> so I know. the. The other thing to be aware of for Crab, uh, they have their, as we talked about with Wave of the Crab, they have a little bit of sacrifice theme going on. Uh, the other thing they specialize in is uh, not dying. So Crabs specialize in dying rapidly for advantage and not dying. Uh, a true a true match, as you can tell. You would imagine that, that those polar opposite themes would conflict with each other, but it never seems to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it really doesn't, because Crab dying actually gets some stuff. Like, oh, I don't know, Gallant Quartermaster and Two Fate. Yeah. Vanguard uh, Warrior dies so that others may live. Caillou Envoy, when he dies, he gives you a Fate and a card. Or you could throw him onto the Funeral Pyre and get Two Fate and a card. Yep. I always so, like the Crab play when they're, they're, they're clearly out of other options or they know that they can't keep like Hidakasada around any longer so they sacrifice him to the funeral pyre and I'm just like oh man we're doing big blame plays right now <laughs> yeah. um, so oftentimes when if you look at a crane tower deck or say one of the lion tower decks that was uh, is probably still is to an extent mm-hmm. when they buy a big character they invest three, four, sometimes even like five fate on the character, right? Mm-hmm. Crab doesn't have to do that because Crab can get away with like, if you really needed to, you could like buy Hideyakamo a four coster on turn one and put two to three fate on him. And by the time other clans who have invested that much fate on a character, they're aging out. Well, Yakamo over here has been gotten an iron mine keeping him alive. Vanguard warriors shown up and put some fade on him. And, you know, they they finally got him down. They just rebuild that iron mine. Guess what? He's still here. Yeah, you don't even have to put two or three fade on Yakamo. You can just like buy him with zero fade, and he'll still probably last the entire length of the game. <laughs> yeah, back before the first restricted list, I had a game where I charged Kisada on turn one. And uh, then on turn five, he was still there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember the crab uh, charge one meta. One Kasada, turn one, and two rounds later, he's still there. Yep. Be- because after charge left, you still had, um, uh, what do you call it? You still had Kasada or whatever character around the entire length of the, uh, of the game. You What you just did not have was like 8 to 16 fate just hanging yes. out in your sideboard yeah. for no reason. Because you, you didn't... I never bought anything this whole game, for reals. <laughs> I just charged a single Kasada and he just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Okay. Uh, so, so you mentioned like individual matchups. Let's go into these matchups because that's the, the meat and potatoes of like getting the most out of every clan. So, start do this alphabetically. You're up against the Crabo Mirror. What do? Yeah. So the Crab Mirror before the most recent restricted list was kind of just a coin flip. Uh, to who got the. Why am I blanking so hard? The <laughs> uh, those who serve. No, the sorry. I guess that was that was that was that a restricted list update? No, that was just before the before the, before the restriction update. of Karada District. Okay. Uh, whoever got Karada District first won the ah, game. Ah, okay, yeah. Okay. That yeah. is that's not as much the case anymore, which is great. That because, so, that because that card's bad. That card's not. Card's <laughs> gone. <laughs> If literally it, dead. If someone flips over yeah. Karate District, one of the players has won a lot faster than they were <laughs> Yeah, it turns out it, the game is still a race to who flips Karate District first. You just get different rewards. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a different kind of winning and losing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so now it can be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more fair, a little bit more skill based, and some of it can really depend on the exact matchup. If you're in this kind of swarm mirror, you need to correctly prioritize blowing up things, stopping opponent. Like, it could be a real good idea. There are, like, some tricky plays you can see, like, Gallant Quartermaster and Caillou Envoy are two of the real big value generation cards for these types of decks. Mm -hmm. If you use a Student of Anatomies and blank the opponent's Gallant Quartermaster that they were going to sacrifice for fate and, like, blow up your own gallant quartermaster in the process, you gain two fate and your opponent gets nothing. Unless it's they have a like, funeral pyre. Then they can draw a card, but their gallant quartermaster is blank. Yeah. So not, not getting a two fate off of it. Two yeah. fate's a lot. <laughs> so two that one is action is, like... That one action is, like, a four fate swing, practically. Yeah. And having a, the awareness of that type of thing, as well as... There's a very careful balancing game with Yakamo. Yakamo, if he's in the deck, which many of them are running right now, is really, really strong if he can stay standing. Okay. The thing is, is that to ha have him stay standing, you have to have lower honor. And Crab also run Watch Commander. So there's this careful balancing act of knowing when to drop your honor to try to get your Yakamo into more fights, because if you can have them both attack the opponent and defend against their attack, he's generating huge value. Mm -hmm. But if they're dropping watch commanders and putting a ton of pressure on you, maybe you don't want to get that much lower than them. So it's a careful balancing act of trying to judge when you've lost yourself enough honor, when you've got honor to spare, and, you know, just that basic carefulness of playing around a lot of nonsense because you never know when somebody's going to just flip a season of war and you were sitting here banking on some certain cars and it's gone. So that it's a little bit more random than you'd like for some things, but overall it could be a very, it could be a very skill intensive matchup. Yeah. Um, I, As a crab, how do you like season of war? Uh, I am not a fan of the card <laughs> myself because I feel it 
it didn't really add a lot to the game while it did hit some existing tactics uh, and just kind of killed them. Even if they wow. weren't great tactics, there will never be tactics now. And, you know, it's okay. Again, I personally don't like rally as a keyword. I think it's a little too strong. But since we have it, it goes in almost every deck that can put it in. I, I I would hate Rally, but I think they did a good job of it being everywhere. And if it's everywhere, I, it doesn't bother me nearly as much. Yeah, I, I like Rally in that it's 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 a massive Dynasty acceleration, which is one thing we didn't have before. But and it's like we've always there was always ways to dig through you know conflict side, but you know. This is the first time, this is the first thing that really lets you dig through Dynasty side, right? Well, more of that. That and uh, uh, Rich Mia, Sa- Mia Satoshi. Mm. <laughs> well, well, throw your, your, your Dynasty into the into the graveyard and then throw it back <laughs> with a bunch of crappy cards. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Look, all you that's... need to do is find is find some certain birds that'll catch themselves on fire. <laughs> okay, first of all, that bird has to be dug out first. <laughs> then it has to be put into the graveyard. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it gets there. It gets there a lot. Yeah. That's not nearly an yeah. issue it was. Uh, no. Moving along, Carne, uh, your good friends the Crane. When you're up against me, how do you beat me, Max? What? Well, actually, if I say anything to my credit, uh, you haven't had like a, the the one hundred and ten percent win rate as back in uh, it used to be somewhere around the time when um, you know Karate District got banned and Crane had some new anti when Crane got um, a Steam Tea House, the matchup started shifting. I don't know quite what it is right now, but uh, how do you feel about the Crane matchup these days? What are you worried about? Uh, the Crane matchup, one of the biggest problems that you do have in it is, with the Steam Tea House and such, Crane has a lot of attachment control. So, trying to rely on your big two-cost attachments, like Jade Tetsubo or Wicked Tetsubo, is a losing battle. Because they're probably going away. Mm -hmm. The other thing to deal with Crane is that their bodies get very very large as well it's not just you getting you know swole the cranes tower up pretty large so you have to try to force your way past that and it can be very difficult with this kind of swarm style deck because if they just if they're running Toshimoko as their restricted car and he just shows up it's like hey I'm here now you're like oh great i I can't deal with you. Uh, could you come back later? And the answer, it, it's always no. The cranes <laughs> never have your best interest at heart. Let me tell you from experience. What? We're crane. We serve the entire empire. What are you talking about? It It used to be a matchup that was very, very crab-favored, and now it's a little bit more crane-favored. What you really have to do most of the time is try to apply honor pressure to your crane opponent. Uh-huh. Because they have, they do have a hard time dealing. If you can get a Watch Commander to stick, which things like Season of War to blow up tea houses, uh, defend your honor to try to stop like let go and such. 
if you can get Watch Commanders to stick, Crane is very, very dependent on playing from their hand. And mm-hmm. if you could just be like, mm, you don't get to do that anymore, then it really slows them down a lot. So it's a combination of putting the proper amounts of honor pressure, which can be very difficult when all of their cards gain them honor, and trying to hold them off and typically outlast them, because if they build up a tower, they're going to put, like, five attachments on it or whatever. And then if that tower dies, they're kind of a little bit lost on what to do next. They can only build that tower once or twice, whereas your guy is still just sitting there doing fine. Because you're Crab, and he's been alive for the last three years. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure that Kasada I charged in way back before the first restricted list, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Oh yeah, he's still hanging out, he's got like 35 fate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because so, for some reason, uh, you know, Gateway to Mado exists. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a careful balancing act with all of that against Crane, and uh, a very fun matchup, but it can be one of the harder ones. Okay. So definitely one you have to practice a lot. Uh, I recommend moving by Trevor and just playing against <laughs> him a lot. Um, <laughs> that's That's been my strategy, and it, it's worked pretty well for me overall. Okay. So me and you have actually had this situation where we will go to Kotai, and after you fight a very powerful crane opponent, we have to take it aside like, sorry, I'm very used to this matchup, and yep. vice versa. Like, I, I had a mosey up against the ropes, and you just told him a thing, like, you need to watch your back. He can <laughs> be craps. <laughs> yeah, he knows the deal. <laughs> He knows our tricks. Watch out. <laughs> I would have beat Mosey too, except I ran into a, a upholding authority on round two and lost all my let goes. If it wasn't for that one play, I honestly would have won that match. But anyway, Aww. if it sure. weren't for those okay. meddling upholding, if it wasn't for that meddling, yeah. <laughs> okay, so next clan, Dagron. The most boring matchup. Speaking of co-ties, people are like, oh, so whatever wow. I've like scrubbed out and never making it into the cut, I will start going in major events, uh, live tweeting the, the matches, seeing like what's going on right now, letting everybody at home know what's happening. And be like, how come, hey, Mac is your buddy. How come you're not watching this? Like, I am not watching Max and Anil do a crab versus dragon <laughs> matchup. That is the most boring matchup in the universe. I'm not doing it. Those two don't look like they want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so crab versus dragon uh, is often very crab favored right now. Hasn't always been. But you can get your characters so large that their only threat to you is Void Fist because, you know, they want to stop you from getting your character into every fight. And if you can just get your character big enough to deal with it, they can't do much. It it can be very decided by that factor. Um and a lot of it as well, they they don't have any of the real hand destruction threat or anything that they use to um because of a nerf to a lot of their stuff. Because uh, Restoration of Balance isn't ridiculous anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's still a good card, they still typically run it, but 
You can typically hold off and try to eat through resources so that you're starting to get low on cards, at which point you can freely swing at it, and your characters are probably the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as with, typically, Crab is running Dragon Splash right now for Let Go and Tattooed Wander and such, and you can deal with a lot of the stuff they the tricksy stuff they can try to do with just a well-timed let go and covert it. If they'll try to power up Mitsu and be like, aha, he has covert and be like, okay, well now so do I. What attachments are you trying to let go out of dragon these days? So the, the biggest like bang for your buck you can get is if they drop like seal of the dragon on someone and then try to do stuff with the monk keyword on him. If you let go of the seal of the dragon, it can really mess him up. Yeah, you can't. But um, actually, I think at this point, Crab ought to have an, a uh, a far easier time with dragon right now, because a lot of dragon's thing right now is play five cards in the middle of a conflict. And watch Commander, that's five honor drain right there. Yeah, well, no. if they're if they're playing that style of Crab, and you can stick Watch Commander, they just. <laughs> Oh yeah, Earth Planet Style Dragon. Um, I mean, yeah. The, the only one's worse at gaining honor than Crab is Dragon. So Watch Commander will mess them up pretty bad. Watch Commander will uh, absolutely. I think at this point, with the deck that Dragon's running, and it's it's a powerful deck. I mean, I've been playing it to a lot of um to a lot of wins so far, but um that deck pretty much will die to Crab because Watch Commander exists and Watch Commander mm -hmm. is unlimited instead of limit twice per conflict, which is Fair. I sense some salt in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't Watch know what Commander you're talking about. Watch Commander is a about. fair and balanced boy. <laughs> he wouldn't hurt no one. Uh huh. Sure. If 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 Watch Commander is balanced, Master Gisetoshi is balanced. <laughs> I mean, now we're just getting into crazy talk here. <laughs> Uh, anything else on Dragon? Do you have, or we want to move on to Lion? Uh, there's not a lot to say about Dragon right now. Your characters are bigger. You can deal with the nonsense they want to do. Watch Commander is really good. Save Defend Your Honor for Watch Commander. Don't let them get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, so, Kitty Cats, tell me about the Lion can Clan. The Lion Can. It's a, it's a can moment. of cats. I I need to, like, look up what the current meta lion is. <laughs> it's still tower. It's still tower meta. Okay. No, it, well, it's, it's, a, all, it's tower and honor meta. It's, uh, it's, it's either pure lion, or it's either pure honor, or it's a weird honor slash tower hybrid is kind of what they're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, against the lion, lions actually become a little bit, let me just have my voice break real quick after drinking water. <laughs> uh, Lion has become one of the more complicated matchups because uh, Kaiuden Akoma really shuts down your get into multiple conflicts mm -hmm. strategy. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I want to get this character in lots of conflicts. They're so like, what if no? <laughs> and we don't like what if no. That that No, stop that. Go away. Uh, uh, you can still get around it with things like Common Cause or the Witch Hunter if you're running her, or even Crisis Breaker, but 
it's it can be harder to do. You have to then use resources to get characters into fights that they'd just normally be able to get into. Additionally, Lion has a lot of straightening themselves. The uh, This applies to both the Lion Unicorn and Unicorn Lion deck, where they want to get a character, put lots of pants on the character, and get that character into many fights. Mm-hmm. It, it's a good strategy. I approve of it. Uh, it's just that thing. Fan of Command is insane. Like, Crab Straightens are pretty strong, but Fan of Command is on, like, another level for straightening, in yeah. my opinion, sure. because it, it's it's permanent every tu- every turn it gets up yeah it's an attachment so every as long as the characters around you're just getting value from the same card over and over and over again yeah. sure. a, a lot of that matchup in my experience is saving your very limited attachment control uh which at this point is basically just let go because me and mystics kind of phased out of the deck oh thank god as as <laughs> the as tower decks have become less relevant in the meta to hit either favored mount or the fan of command ideally you want to hit the fan of command because if you can hit those they're just relying on in service to my lord to get people into multiple fights and that's not as reliable yeah it's an event that only goes off once i mean it recycles itself but it still only goes off once (laughs) yeah so, and they can obviously get it back, so, like, tactical ingenuity is real, real strong for trying to get it back, but, you know, if you can put the brakes on and not let them just keep standing up, you can try to steamroll over them with things like Butcher of the Fallen, because their character's printed stats are low. Uh, they're, you know, they have a lot of threes, and their absolute highest is they have... Agitoke as a four. Other than that, like they don't—they're not running any fives or sixes like some other clans are. So you can just hit them hard, hit them fast. Well, you see an occasional um, what's the champion's name, Mister Bland Sauce? What's his Kasada? name? Kasada. No, the the Lion Clan champion. Oh, Totori. Although I like, how I said Mister Bland Sauce, and you're like Kasada. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is bland. No, Totori's bland. Kasada's no, dumb. Totori's oatmeal. <laughs> There's Kisato a difference. had one job in all of Rokuga, <laughs> and no one has failed more spectacularly than Ida Kasada. Look, yeah. if you are a named character in L5R, you are mandatorily bad at your job. I mean, Hataro's I mean, pretty good. Kawanin's. Sukuna's <laughs> pretty good. And, uh, you know, Yokuni's pretty good. I mean, but he is like the original. Shoju's awesome. The, the, yeah, who doesn't like. They've really redeemed Soju. People's like, oh, it's not my fault I had to take over the clan in this version and stuff. The, the crane, we are actively trying to petition. Does somebody want Kuanin? Like, if anyone <laughs> wants, wants to take him or assassinate it, we'd be cool with it. We'd be super cool. We will it. give you stuff to take him, please. <laughs> <laughs> We will give you stuff. 
to kill him. <laughs> Here's the story prize. Make choose one of our characters to die and choose Kwan. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take over my clan. I'm going to attack the crown prince and then the empire will love love me. Yeah, that's a plan. Uh, yeah. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Even Uji's just sitting there like, "Bruh." <laughs> uh, anyway, and now we're going to lore. But uh, but uh, yeah. For Lion, um, anything else that you're looking out for against them? Anything you're really scared about? Uh, you really don't want to see Zentaro hmm. because you know how we've got this really amazing called called card called Iron Mines. Um, uh -huh. you really don't want your opponent to have this really amazing card called Iron Mines. Oh yeah, well Zentaro, he also likes to steal libraries too. Forgotten he does. Ones. He's just overall, he's a bad person. Y you know uh, what? He kind of is. He is. How do you stop Zentaro? Do you actually play Season of War to get rid of him? Because crabs have a lot of valuable holdings. Is it worth popping a Season of War and getting rid of all your holdings just to get rid of that threat? So... If he's going to steal the holdings anyway, which he is, it's his job, then you'd rather the holdings are just gone and not giving your opponents advantage as well. Mm. Uh, alternatively, you know, he is kind of, he's a little bit on the pricier side. If they try to fade up or something, you might be able to get through a way of the crab and uh, Soon of Anatomies is, in general, a really good card against Lion because it stops Lion's Pride Brawler, it stops Spirit Caller. Um, if you can just keep a, a student alive and just blank Zentaro and they go in for the uh -huh. attack on the holding, you can hold them off with it. Okay. Yep. All right, moving along, right along, uh, Fire Chickens. How do we do against the Phoenix Clan? And for reference, let's see, the Phoenix Clan right now are mostly on this uh, passive deck of they don't attack or anything to gain a bunch of cards off their what their new, um, what's it, Adept? Disciple? It's a new card. Uh, Dicey card? Yeah. It's not. I, 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 know, I know you're talking about it. I just can't remember the name. Something about Mediator of Hostilities? There we go. There you go, yeah. But Krabos versus Phoenix. And Phoenix, like we were saying, is a bit on a dishonor kick right now with Mediator of Hostilities and uh, they're on Glory Box and things like that. Yeah. And Krabos have no glory. They have the least amount of glory in like this the whole is, game. Yeah. And traditionally, and this is going to largely be the case, as far as I can tell for the foreseeable future of Crab, uh, are weak against dishonor. Mm -hmm. Crab naturally drops their own honor for a lot of things, and they are the only clan in the game without a single card that gains honor or honors one of their characters. Which uh, is real rough. I mean, isn't that what Crab signed up for? They're all like, listen, we don't need any... We don't need honor. honor or ...or political niceties. Like, this is that mentality absolutely coming around and biting you in the ass. Exactly. It's real easy to be like, hey, look, the Crab, they're just... They just want all the jade because they're, they're wasting it. And the Emperor's like, you know what? Compelling argument. The Crab are banned. 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh. this is kind of a loaded question, but is it actually possible for Crab to beat Senpuku Saito? Like, okay, so it's possible. It's possible. But, like, how does that even work? Like, I imagine you just put Senpuku Saito on the... Oh, it says cannot be stronghold problem yeah. right there. <laughs> nope. All right, there you go. That would just lock Crab out of the matchup uh, entirely. For the most part, it's called Gatekeeper Initiates. That? Um, alternatively... The favor helps. Not that you can ever steal the favor from Glory Phoenix. Um, it, it, it has happened. I'm not yeah. saying how, but it has happened. I mean, yeah. things are technically not impossible. It was but... probably like the Phoenix dishonored one of the crabs and it like gave them plus two glory to be like, haha, now you have low stats. And the crab stood the character back up. It's like, haha, I have the favor. Um, yeah, that, 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 that sounds right. <laughs> so it's traditionally difficult what you've got to do against a deck like this that wants to you know slow it down is you just have to to take the pedal and push it down you have okay. to go as fast as possible which is to hard get... to do for crab because crab is a slow moving deck <laughs> yes with the <laughs> loss of things like those who serve our clock is not great you have to search for cooney labs but not too much as to get dishonored out by them oh cooney well, labs is my favorite card because once my opponent pops cooney labs like oh i'm gonna win my honor today <laughs> yeah often you are going to discard cooney labs and then rebuild them uh, yep. And you just you just need to slam on the gas pedal as hard as you can uh, Yakamo will do work getting into multiple conflicts, because guess what? Your honor's dropping against this matchup. Crisis Breaker, multiple conflicts. Just slamming student of anatomies and shrewd Yasukis into their face politically while sending Butcher the Fallen in to be military. Yeah. And you absolutely... Let Go is going to be the most important and contentious card in this matchup. Trying to get the- rid of the pacifisms? Yes, the yeah. list I'm looking at right now for the Phoenix deck is running Peacemaker's Blade, Pacifism, and Stolen Breath. Yep. As the six-card ha-ha-ha-you-don't-get-to-play-the-game package. Yep, yep. Um, which, you know, the great fun for all involved. It and, is for me. <laughs> uh, as well as A Fate Worse Than Death they're running two of. Are they really? This list that's right here is running Fate Worse Than Death. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) That is Uh, hilarious. And with Simpuko Saido and just all this type of stuff. uh, The struggle is real. (laughs) It's going to be very difficult to push past Phoenix. Uh, Against... Phoenix decks of the past, you could try to outlast them some, uh, which rarely worked, but it was it was possible, and now you just you just have to go fast. They're gonna be trying to draw cards with their mediator of hostilities, and you just have to basically tell them, Hey, you wanna not attack me, uh that's too bad, that's what I'm turning this game into. This is a race now. And I'm going to break your provinces, and if you don't attack me back, you're losing. 
Okay. Uh, as well as knowing when to just throw out an assassination. Be like, nah, you don't get to draw cards. You're a dishonored deck. I lose three honor. We're stopping this. I've always said that's the biggest, like, that's when you know you're on the next level is when you're up against a, a dishonor deck and you're looking at your your five uh, honor and you're like, you know what? Now is the time I need to play assassination. <laughs> that, that, that's the yeah. line that separates you from the weak from the chaff, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's pretty true, except, you know, sometimes attack... Here's the thing. Attacking Phoenix can be dangerous, too, because they also have Mediator, if it's, uh, not Meddling Mediator, which basically drains honor every you ever land a second attack, if yeah. you make a second attack. So, it's very difficult to attack... But you gotta do it. Doing any. Don't even think about defending with characters. That's not important. Break. So the strategy that, that's versus. That's the number one priority. The strategy versus Phoenix is YOLO. Basically. <laughs> you have to embrace the mentality of, I bet they don't have it. And you know what? <laughs> they did. 60% but they did. of the time, they're gonna have it. But sometimes they won't. You know, you know, they did have the card. But you know what? I died with hope in my heart. <laughs> That's yeah. the important part. Exactly. <laughs> Screw it. I'll put five fate of Casada. Yeah. They don't have consumed by five fires. Oh, right now it looks like they're mostly running keepers. They probably don't, but <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. So speaking of dishonor matches, Scorpion Clan. How does Crabbo uh, square up with their <laughs> traditional enemies, the Scorpion Clan. Traditional well, enemies, sometimes allies, but... Well, what you do is you curl into a ball, get in the fetal position, and go under the table and cry. Basically. Uh, Scorpion has, throughout basically the entire history of this game, been one of Crab's worst matchups. Uh, we actually got a little bit better with the Swarm deck, the Krabbits deck, uh, which has since slowed down some with those who serve restriction or change. And it's gotten not great again. It's probably still it's better than it was because you can put pressure. It just comes down to putting on enough pressure quickly enough, which it turns out Scorpion is kind of made to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, as we saw at Worlds 2019, the decks that most beat Scorpion were Unicorn, Pedal to the Metal, Go Fast decks. So if you want to beat Scorpion, Pedal to the Metal, Go Fast, don't lose any excess honor because they will punish you for it. Oh, yes, they will. Mm -hmm. yep. You know. The Phoenix deck, you go, you lose a point of honor here or there. Okay, you're probably okay because they can't like bomb you seven honor at once. A scorpion can, and they will, and you'll cry. I uh, I have my little crying corner at the shop for when I have to play against scorpion. <laughs> yeah, in our in our local scene, we have a uh, a relatively new player. He's very good, Jeremiah and stuff, but he's like consistently knocking Max around. <laughs> yep. So during the heyday, I was just like, oh, yeah, I've been playing this game for like 20 years and stuff, and I can't beat Max at all and stuff. And Jeremiah, who could barely understand how to play the game, just going, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to accidentally beat Max like three times in a row. It's great. <laughs> yep. 
I just I he attacked me and I played display of power. It was I don't know what happened. Um. So which one of you cries more? Probably. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I got an entire podcast platform to bitch about things. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I feel about the scorpion. Yeah. Uh. What What is our What's our What's What's a crab's ray of hope? What's our What's the last bit of uh um you know glory they could try to get out of this uh, scorpion matchup. So you said it, just like go wide, go hard. Probably not buy Cooney Labs, but you know, or get rid of yeah, this. Yeah, ne- never keep a Cooney Labs. Um, in <laughs> fact, it's it's possible if you're past like turn two and you flip a Cooney Labs, you might consider rebuilding over it, which is a sad way to be, but. You gotta have your honor against Scorpion. Well, okay, funny story. Uh, right leading up to, I believe, the Fort Worth Cote, I had a but no, it was uh, sorry, not Fort Worth Cote, the uh, Vegas Open. I had a buddy who was gonna be who was gonna be playing Scorpion. Right, he wanted to test mm-hmm. out all the um, all the decks. So I was like, you know what? I just started building my crab deck. So here, you can play my crab deck. And um, I flipped two Cooney Labs. Mold them away, and um, a Cooney Lab showed up, and he just looked at me after I flopped, flipped it over, and he says, "Well, wow, you just don't respect me at all, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I swear, I just it came back, it came back. Uh, yep. You're probably you're probably not buying Watch Commander at all versus Scorpion, are you? Oh hell no, you're not. No. Uh, one of one of the biggest problems you have is that Watch Commander and Assassination, they just they sit in your hand, and they read you cannot play me. Well, you can technically you can. If... You know if if you if you look if you get out the magnifying glass real close and look <laughs> at Watch Commander, in the bottom right it says can't be played against Scorpion. And you can only find it on the online though, because it was an errata. You used to be able to play it against them, but the game got errated, so you can't anymore. So you know. <laughs> so why can't you play Watch Commander against Scorpion? So the main reason you can't play Watch Commander is this little fair and balanced card called Calling in Favors. Hey, it costs a dollar and an honor. It costs a dollar and an honor. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. The reason you can't play it is this card called Bonsai. No. <laughs> right. Uh, so calling in favors is a, a dollar and dishonor one of your characters. Choose an attachment an opponent controls and attach it to that character instead, taking control of it. Mm-hmm. So when you play your watch commander, they play calling in favors and now have your watch commander which means instead of them not being able to play cards, you can't play cards. And as we all know, playing cards is what we all came here to do. Um, so you, you just you're not allowed to play the game anymore. Um, I, something always bothered me with Scorpion, at least in this version of this game, is things that should be a cost to play or a penalty is an active advantage, namely them dishonoring themselves. Uh, because the more they lose honor, the stronger several of the cards get, including their stronghold. 
Yep. And it's, you know, if they flip up Bayushi Shouju, you just drop. And again, you you have no way to go back up in honor, because if you attack the air ring, it's getting display of power. If you attack the fire ring, it's probably getting display of powered. Against Phoenix, I know I said you just gotta make him have it. Scorpion always has it. Just trust me from experience. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what you have to do is you just have to go have it, and if they do, they probably got it. And if they don't, you might you you can get there. Um, You just have to apply pressure as quickly as possible and they're they're gonna do stuff be very careful of uh kiriko that is a card that a lot of people don't think about uh think about it don't trigger abilities on characters that are just gonna get you blown up don't trigger crisis breaker's ability on himself right (laughs) because he'll just immediately sit back down uh, use him on a different character after, well, the Crisis Breaker is, like, bowed at home. Uh, don't, you know, be careful triggering your Shrewd Yasuki and, like, stuff like that, because Shrewd Yasuki's great, and sometimes it's gonna be worth him getting Kiri-Code, but, uh, other times it's really not, and you have, you just have to be aware of the fact that if you trigger an ability on somebody, they're probably sitting down. Uh, they're not always, but Kiriko isn't a card that you like that you say have it. It's a card where you just play around it, where like cards such as you know I can swim or the display of power. You, you just kind of have to say you don't have it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Restrict card draw as early as possible. Mm-hmm. They're still going to draw lots of cards, because that's what Scorpion does. Uh, you just have to try to restrict them, because when they see two to three backhanded compliments, the game ends. Pretty much. Yep. So, I guess when you ever get Scorpion, uh, play to your uh, Lord and Savior, Fulang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and another, another card to be aware of, it's not going to be in every scorpion deck but it is an important card to know exists uh, i'm actually completely forgetting the name of it right now but it it dishonors all participating characters that cost two or less oh i vaguely remember that card i don't i don't see it enough i don't remember what it's called yeah do you have any ideas sar nope and i can't remember so. off the top of my head what it's called so that that's all. It's like a two cost event that says during a conflict, all characters that cut cost two or less get dishonored. Uh, if you are like of etiquette, I think it is breach of etiquette. Breach of etiquette says all non courtiers lose honor. Uh, gets oh, honor. there you go. Even even better. Uh, no one's playing for that them. card either. <laughs> yeah, no one's playing that card though. So, and that's exactly why it'll get you sometimes because uh, our local scorpion player does play it. And when you're attacking with, like, four or five characters who have no fate on them because you're playing swarmy and trying to play aggressive, and then they all become dishonored, uh, you lose. Yeah. So, 
just something to be aware of there, V. Be aware of its existence. They probably don't have it, but if you're in a situation where you don't, you know, you lose if they do have it, and you're okay if they don't, then lean towards, you know, being a little cautious. Okay. Other than that, if they're playing some kind of wonky aggro, like, seven strings keep deck, you know, you're probably the better beat face deck than they are. <laughs> um, Just be careful not to let them switch themselves into dishonoring you, because while well, it's not going to be their primary objective, they can do it. And just don't don't die to that. Uh, and still probably don't play Watch Commander. They are playing Calling in Favors. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, to wrap up the clan tour, let's go to our foreign friends, the Ponies. Tell me about the Unicorn matchup. So, Unicorn... Uh, I have always thought to be a favorable matchup for Crab. But, I, I feel a butt coming. The Tower Unicorn deck, pretty good against Crab. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that deck has a little bit more fallen to the wayside. Oh, yeah, with definitely. the restriction of Spyglass. Uh, I feel that you're going to be seeing more of a go-wide strategy. You know, yeah, but I, again, we, we, we've been seeing a lot of the uh, the blitz, you know, many people on the board, go, yeah. go, go, attack, 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 end by turn two. And against that style of strategy, Crab is in the favorable position. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, if you have, like, Butcher of the Fallen and such, you can just stop them from doing much. And you're able to match them pretty pound for pound on the size of characters. Just because things like Butcher of the Fallen has six printed military strength, that's a big number if you're able to just get enough of those characters into conflicts. Uh, they'll have a hard time breaking you, and you can stand up and swing back and break them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, cards like Yakamo just get into lots of fights. Uh, Kuni Labs buffs all your dudes, and your dudes are you know, on average a little bit worse than theirs are at the lower level, but better at the higher level, so buffing that difference up really seals the deal. And it's it's a pretty straightforward matchup. Unicorn wants to smash face. You want to not let them smash face. The basic mulligans for it, and I, I just know this matchup very well because we have like four unicorn players locally. We have a lot of local unicorns. It's weird. You either want to get, like, a few sw- a few smaller characters with Cooney Labs, or go in with a big character and just be like, Hey, Unicorn, here's my, like, big dude. I bet you can't overcome this big guy. And as long as you just, you know, slap everything on the table and dare them, uh, often, more often than not, they're going to spend so much gas getting over your character that even if they get a break or two um you can start bidding one and throwing down watch commanders and they'll be out of options 
Also, Hinakasada almost like single-handedly shuts down that deck, doesn't he? Yes. If you are running Hinakasada in your version, which not all versions are right now, but if you are running Hinakasada, if you, the turn one by is Hinakasada to fate, and you go, come at me, unicorns, your first action is canceled, and you don't get to be bigger than I am. <laughs> Yeah, Unicorn is super vulnerable to action stops because they have very few actions, um, and Hidekasada just cancels an action every round, so uh, they don't much. have the the, yep. the number of actions to play around him. So, uh, pretty straightforward matchup overall. You know, if they just if they're if they high roll, they high roll. Hmm. There's only so much you can do about that when they. You know, throw their discard pile, or throw their deck into their discard pile, and they're like, Cav Reserve's huge guys back. Uh, it happens. <clears throat> and there's only so much you can do if you really want to uh, tech for a unicorn. Uh, a great card for it is something like... Uh, why am I blanking on the name? Sacrifice a character sets set an attacker to zero military. Uh, defensive Rokugan? Yeah, in defense of Rokugan, because they'll... your cards? <laughs> uh, because you've interacted with the game more than I have lately. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, in defense of Rokugan, if they, like, bring a big character to play and slapped 18 swords on him, and they're just like, Andy Zero, um, they just... There's nothing they can do about that. <laughs> Unicorn, their cards read, make big num make red number big. If red number not big enough, me big sad. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Crab excels at making red number not big enough. Yeah, I mean, they do. That, that sounds like a crab slash unicorn mentality right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big red number, big. <laughs> well, Max, thanks for the walkdown of all the the clans and how Crab approaches each of them. Is there anything else you would like to mention before we go? Uh, so all praise be to Fu Lang. I oh, am a God. member of the Ninth Kami podcast. We are a podcast that is more focused on community around the game rather than the actual gameplay itself. Currently, we're on a bit of hiatus because it turns out there's not much community going on around the game. <sighs> no community, no podcast. <laughs> yeah, because as of the date of this recording, we're in the middle of the end of the world. It's uh, not we the end of the world. Of... The nukes hasn't flown. The demons haven't <laughs> arisen from the ground yet. Well, I haven't. You're right. I haven't. The dawn I have of the not. Day of thunder. I have not sacrificed the 18 goats in my backyard. Wait until those <laughs> things get sacrificed and the blood are spilled. Then we could uh, welcome our demonic overlord. You're right. But we were making a bunch of plans for going to tournaments and bringing prizes and stuff like that. And right now that's just all on hold. Mm -hmm. But we do have existing episodes. Some of them are about uh, how you can engage with the community in more meaningful ways using things like Discord or the Court Games uh, website. Uh, which, great website, by the way, courtgamespod.com. I'd go there right now if I was you. The owner of the court games, great guy, lovely man, does great interviews. I don't know if the people on this podcast know any of that, though. 
But we no. do over at the Ninth Kami. He has not been on our podcast, and now he's not even editing. That's how much. That's not, how yeah, he no, about us. really, he edits. He's never going to hear this anymore. No, I mean, does he even edit the RPG side? Uh, Croy edits the RPG yeah. side, so he doesn't even edit the, any of it. <laughs> this is the this is the podcast where we turn he on sea e- bass. He exports it all to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Is, is that is that um is that a major export out of Michigan now? Uh, yeah, L five R podcasts. Yeah, so if you love the Shadowlands, we're great people. Yeah, no, if you love like, community like for this game, cookies. we're great people, and you love the Shadowlands. <laughs> I promise you, come over. It's great. We have cookies. <laughs> uh, yeah, bodies don't contain gluten, right? <laughs> I like it. We're evil, but we're we're health conscious. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, we were gonna get around to that. Well, Max, thanks for happy uh, for error. I'm just butchering this entire sentence. <laughs> uh, Max, real quick, <laughs> one more thing I want to shout out before we're done here. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the Emerald Dojo. Uh, oh. I, I just saw my docket just reading all of my my shout outs. Oh God! I I'll, you know what? I'll get well, the you garlic. were thanking me of being on. That's the, the final part paste. of being on the podcast. We'll, I'll get the not? anchovies. Oh, we'll fry up some little bait. Exactly. And then put the crab in there. This okay. is my we'll podcast nice little, now. Thanks you know, for being a guest bait. here, Trevor. No, the crabbles have taken over. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I will allow, allow Trevor to talk about the Emerald Dojo, since it is his <laughs> shout-out, originally. Uh, yeah, uh, we were reached out by uh, Paul Hallett of the Emerald Dojo, www.emerald.dojo.com, uh, because he listened to our previous episode where we're doing the Back to Basics Beginner Primer, and his website is almost entirely dedicated to uh, basic strategies, learning the ins and outs of the game, uh, basic info of where to find a uh, various community outreaches like uh, podcasts and other community resources. And they have articles by guest hosts, which I believe... Now I'm going to kick it back to you, Max. You're a guest writer over there. Uh, I have been a guest writer uh, and editor when he put up his Learn to Play Crab series. Uh, I helped him edit it and come up with some of the more in-depth strategy, especially around like Way of the Crab. Seeing as that's an incredibly complex card, it was something that I helped him out as he's a crane player, naturally, I believe. Of course. Every, uh, everyone who does anything of meaning in this game is a crane player. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The great Googly Moogly is a crab player, and his his investment into this game cannot be understated. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so... He he reached out to me, and I believe he's reached out to other members of other clans for their sections as well, although I can't tell you who they are. I only know my involvement in it, uh, which was helping write that up and get that started. So he's an incredibly nice guy from what I've interacted with him, uh, and he really wants to get this thing, help the community out, so I definitely recommend checking out his website. Uh, and if you really like the part about crab, make sure to let him know. My ego could always use a bit a more stroking as it is, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and also, I'll I'll just say this real quick. 
uh, since we're on the topic of all this. If you ever want to reach out to me uh, on Discord or anything for help with Crab, uh, I'm readily available and res will respond to you. I am by Discord pretty much all day, either on my computer or phone, so... We're on quarantine, and Max is doing nothing right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I, I don't have any particular shout-out except just to our standard shout-out to our sister podcast, the RPG Podcast, who I'm pretty sure is uh, absorbing all the fiction that was released today and uh, getting that all ready to disseminate out to you guys. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's coming out of FFG right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's a spicy fiction, too. <laughs> it really is spicy. Look, I may be part of a lore-reading podcast, but that doesn't mean I read the lore. <laughs> <laughs> read the lore right before you read it. Exactly. Uh, pretty much. That's what I understand <laughs> from, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, also, give a shout-out to our Patreon. If you're not a subscriber there, please check us out. It goes to fun this podcast, our sister podcast, uh, the Discord, and also the courtgames.com. Uh, courtgamespod.com website. That's courtgamespod.com. Buy today. Oh, someone mm. has read that a couple of times. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it, everyone. That's it. All right. Also, everyone, be also, safe. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Stay inside. Yeah. Don't I'll, be. Also, it, a big, don't be a stupid. Big shout out, a big shout out to some judge who is not sorry. I'm too tired to come up with somebody. Right. Today. Yeah. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Wash your hands. I, Stay inside. I shout out. I shout out Jordan. He, he I already shouted out Jordan. He, he already got a shout out early on. I didn't shout him out though, so I'm shouting out Jordan. He's a swell guy. Great dude. Yeah, and you know awesome what? Person. He turned me down when I asked him if he wanted to judge. I mean, people got uh, uh, um, uh, things. Lives. I asked him to judge yeah. Adepticon. He well, turned it maybe down. Busy. Maybe he doesn't want to catch coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was at Vegas. It was before we even knew that it was in Vegas. Hey, what happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. It certainly <laughs> did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, uh, yeah, that is it. Don't ping FFG about certain online applications. <laughs> I... Don't be stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just do that. <laughs> All right. All I'm right. Stop right now. Oh, you gotta okay. go. Have fun. Have a good one, guys.